welcome to the Dear Patriarchy podcast. My name is Lisa. <laughs> and I'm Jennifer. So here we are. It's episode 20, which is so exciting. And this one's going to be sort of the Seinfeld episode of them all, because it will be an episode about nothing and everything, I think. It's our series finale. Yeah, so final. But Jenny, you had some a really important piece of admin that we need to talk about. Yeah, I don't remember the exact like minute marker of it, but it was towards the end of the last episode, which was a great episode. At least I thought what you what you said about kind of how doctors treat women, postpartum women, like ready to throw either antidepressants or painkillers. Antidepressants or like what like I think that that was a good point, but what I want to flesh out is that we are absolutely 100% not saying that there's no place for antidepressants. I've been on antidepressants before because I had really bad postpartum depression and anxiety with all three of my kids. I wasn't able to get antidepressants for my third child, which arguably was the worst postpartum depression and anxiety that I had because I didn't have insurance and we were in dire straits with our finances so that I just wasn't able to. What I want to say is that we are in no way saying that there's something wrong with antidepressants. If you need them, that's a conversation between you and your doctor. You know, Rachel Hollis, a big problem that I had with her work was that she kind of acted under the assumption that like if you were weak you needed antidepressants and I 100% absolutely do not want to say that medication for mental health absolutely not saying that that's not necessary all we're saying is that it's a reaction at times for doctors to throw the wrong medication at women uh, without actually taking into account what their need for the proper SSRI is so and also we'll talk about this in our next series because this is our series finale as we've said of the first series and what I wanted to say and what we will speak about in series two is with medication that women are prescribed there is and I want to say something like 70% of medications do not have women in the um, trials and tests So things like aspirin, paracetamol if you're over here in the UK and also SSRIs. Ibuprofen or Motrin, yeah. maybe. Ibuprofen, no, no, it's uh, paracetamol is different to ibuprofen. But yes, same thing with ibuprofen. So most medication that's on the market is tested either solely or disproportionately on men because women have a cyclical reproductive system. It makes them harder to get fixed results on, and so the majority of the pharmaceutical industry has leaned towards men because they're easier to test on. So I would just say that as well. And that's something as basic as the stuff you take for a headache every day, you know, that you wouldn't think twice about if most people don't think twice about. Um, And then you get into something that's more serious, like an antidepressant. It typically hasn't been tested on women. So there's that. And that is really important, Jenny. And and I would say, I know we already said it, but I'm going to say it again for perpetuity, which is just... um, the comment was not that there's anything wrong with antidepressants it's that there is a very easy solution for a lot of doctors to say oh there's a woman she's not happy and smiling let's give her either painkillers or antidepressants so i guess we've done that did you have any other admin you want to talk about just welcome to our new listeners if this is your first time listening welcome to the series finale go back and listen to all the episodes we're going to be chatting about them today so just so you know there's spoiler alert but we are two sisters starting hard conversations about geared towards helping (laughs) geared towards helping women and other marginalized groups survive the corporate workspace groups that have been marginalized within our patriarchal systemically racist social construct yeah that's what i said i know you said, it super, you said it super fast, so I just slowed it down. What I wanted to say was, 
I think we just need to briefly run through all the episodes that we have done, just because we've had a lot of comments from people saying, oh, I had this happen. When we get notes or messages on Insta, it's really lovely. We love speaking with people about the things that have happened to them. Some of the stories are horrific and other stories are infuriating and they're all... Some are inspiring and encouraging as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would say that's, you know not the majority but yeah some of the things we're getting is oh could you talk about this and we we actually have talked about it so i would say um if we do just a brief run run through the things that we've talked about and then we can tell you about what we're going to be talking about in the next series because we've got some exciting things happening in series two after we have a brief week's hiatus just so we can like collect ourselves and clean ourselves up because it's been a whole thing uh the last four months of doing this. Yeah. Oh, nearly four months or whatever it is. So we're just going to take some time to regroup, get organized and, um, start again, start again, dust yourself off and try again. Like Aaliyah said. So our first episode was 19th of October and that was COVID-19 versus the working woman. Mm. Um, just from an anecdotal perspective, that was the day. Well, I had several episodes like this, but I had a keyboard missing a letter. That's right. Um, we really needed to figure our sound levels out, um, and it took a long time to get there. That's not true. You did a great job. But, you know, we were just figuring it all out. We talked a lot about the statistics of how COVID-19 was, imp- what we knew about how COVID-19 was impacting working women at the time, which yeah. was very interesting. That is our most popular episode to date, which is very cool. Yeah, let's just talk about COVID, the COVID-19 episode. Yeah. So, like, here we are four months later. Yeah. And we're still, like, in the thick of it. Like, you're even more locked down than you were then. Yeah. And that was such an interesting place for us to start. And it was kind of, like, almost like a burnout episode. Yeah. But it was a kind of our first foray into, like, having the conversations. And if you had to do the COVID-19 episode again, was there anything that you, like, left out that you wish we would have talked about? No, because I think we really drew from some powerful sources. We had Shoesmith statistics from the UK. We had McKinsey statistics for the US. Um, and that also had some global stuff on there. I mean, maybe if I could go back in time, I would have tried to collect more global statistic information. Unfortunately, mm. I think in October, there wasn't loads Right. Ready yet. We went over the September Wall Street Journal article about with Sheryl Sandberg about companies and women being sort of at a crossroads about how figuring out how this was all going to work. We talked about amazing statistics from Caroline Criado Perez's book, Invisible Women. We talked about David Sedaris. Nice. <laughs> and we also talked about why women don't apply for jobs unless they're 100 percent qualified. So there was a lot. It was a it was yeah. a, it was a chunky beefsteak of an episode. Yeah. What would you have added? Anything? I mean, I think that the thing that I under that I'm I'm kind of mulling through now that I wasn't at that point was kind of like the mental health uh, toll it was taking not just on the folks that were locked in their homes but also on children and like that the strain of that load being on the working woman trying to get your work done, but also really trying to give a wide berth to your child that like is remote schooling. And like the statistics now that are showing up, we're talking about like this massive detriment to children's health, mental health with this remote learning and like that kind of lockdown. So I think that that was something that is only on my mind now that wasn't on my mind then. Okay. And then we did sexual harassment, which was hard. Yeah. 
It was hard for you. You were in the throes of leaving a job that was really unhealthy for you at the time. You got, you know, pretty emotional about it while you were talking, which I, I thought was really important for people to know and to hear mm. how important it was and what you were going through. Yeah. yeah. And I think that the fallout from that is like, even as we're kind of going to other episodes, I think that with the sexual harassment, I think, you know, as I, as I get further and further away from my sexual harassment job that I left, and then my just kind of bullying harassment job that I left, as I mentally process not blaming it on myself, because like, there's a rational part of me that's like, well, you were the common thread. Are you like making things up? And I think that's like the misogynistic, like matriarchal part yeah. of me. Like, that's what it's just, it's a very interesting. Yeah, you're looking very micro, aren't you when you say it's you? Because it isn't, it's easy to confuse the micro with the macro because the macro is so big and all-encompassing. Mm. Like, yeah. what's, what sounds more normal? The fact that, like, it's you that's the problem or it's the fact that the entire social construct is the problem? 100%. <laughs> like that the, I mean? that the uh, That the foundations yeah. of everything are the problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 100%. It's, it's absolutely, it's not the shark, it's the water kind of a thing. Yes. Oh, I've not heard that, but I like that. Well, no, that's something that, that gets said about racism, which is so true. Yeah, so sh- racism is not the shark, it's the water. So you're swimming in it anyway. But racism and, and misogyny and sexism, they they are the water that we swim in. It's everywhere. So you can't say yeah. you're not affected by it just because you haven't been bitten by the shark. The shark is ancillary, you know. It's a symptom. It's not the actual foundational problem. Well, we can use kind of the same terminology that we use for, that we use for racism, like sexism, institutional misogyny, implicit bias towards women and like implicit distrust of of women when they say what has happened to them. Of course, of course. And that was, you know, we had some amazing, if I do say so myself, we had some amazing statistics, but also statistics that touched on disabled women, LGBTQ plus women. Oh yeah. And obviously... BIPOC BAMER women because the more disenfranchised you are viewed as being within that corporate environment the more sexual harassment is levied against you at you as a a victim so it was a really heavy that was heavy heavy episode yeah and then of course we moved on to burnout oh but what I would say about the sexual harassment one is we got the most feedback from that one the amount of stories that we that I personally got from mm. friends, from colleagues, from people that I, I am not super close with that yeah. just said, this happened to me and I've never told yeah. anybody. Yeah. And you're like, oh my gosh. And some of the stories were so bad. I yeah. mean, they're all bad, but some of them were like, wow, you know, burn the whole and- house down and poison the well. Like absolutely the worst. Thing. Yeah. But another thing that I noticed in all the stories that we were told were, was the amount of women that were like, I've never told anyone about this, about this. There's sinews running through it, yeah. running through the meat of the stories that were like, there's a lot of self blame. So yeah. like, I'm not alone in that, but like, it's just very interesting how we are so conditioned to blame ourselves, to blame other women yeah. for that, which has been like levied against us, which is 100% not our fault. Which comes back to that micro-macro view. It's easier to say, I did something wrong, because I can control myself, or I can do my utmost to control myself and the environment around me, which is what we ask of women. We've spoken about this on many occasions. You as a woman are expected to control yourself, your environment, so that things don't happen to you, negative things don't happen to you. 
but really the the macro outlook is you're fucked from the start anyway because the foundational basis on which you exist i want to say is out to get you which sounds super melodramatic but you know if you're a woman it it is so burnout which was again like a really it was a really statistic heavy um, which burnout was it this is the first burnout. So this is just burnout. Just versus, burnout. Yeah, okay. burnout versus working women. So it was talking about the how, original burnout. Orridge, um, just talking about how women already experience oh, how women experience burnout at work and at home, and then being dramatically escalated by the global pandemic, pandemic, and also the political upheaval that was happening at the time. Because Jenny, let's let us not forget that that was November second. Good lord! I know. Okay, so, so that was before the election. Yeah. It was a super stressy time. So that was a really statistic heavy one. We, we yeah. went through so many different surveys and reports and um, research documents on that. And then we yeah. talked about the impact gender and race have on individual burnout levels. We talked about self-care and how... Oh, that's when I, I unveiled my hatred of self-care. Yeah, that phrase. And then how companies can support their employees by attempting to address specific causes of burnout. You know, again, that was a hard one. And it, it kind of only got worse because then we did the patriarchy. <laughs> right, patriarchy one and two. One and two. Which was, yeah. our, it was such a dense... Um, Slog. Yeah, both of them were really dense. I mean, we had to talk about what the historical creation of the patriarchy looked like. Oh, we went back to the Paleolithic era. We absolutely did. Um, so we talked a little bit about that. We talked about toxic masculinity. We talked about uh, what people get wrong about men and women. We talked about patriarchy in the workplace. I mean, there was Can I just so say, much. sorry to cut you off, but good Lord, toxic masculinity is such a minefield with the hashtag not all men dudes. Toxic masculinity, like, affects you. We are trying to say, like, it's okay to have the range of emotions. Like, you don't have to be this, like, he-man character. Toxic masculinity affects men negatively, and we're not, like, levying that towards men as an attack. It's an explanation for why there's so much... Angst. Like, angst. And so, so much heaviness placed upon you. It's okay. Just the same as, like, patriarchy. Just because we're saying patriarchy doesn't mean that all men are bad. Like, the patriarchy is a system that negatively affects all of us, not just women. So when we talk about patriarchy, we're not talking about all men. Just like when we're talking about racism, we're not talking about all white people. So we're talking about foundational systemic issues that need to be, that need to be understood so they can be uprooted. I Um, think that the difference between the patriarchy and then racism and not all white people is that not all men benefit from the patriarchy, but all white people benefit from systemic racism. And white supremacy. Okay. And then we did the patriarchy part two, which we dove into why record numbers of white women in America voted for Donald Trump and how behaviors and beliefs that lead so many women to abandon their gender in favor of their race translate yeah. to the corporate environment. And we talked about the sisterhood. We talked about how women, um, the process of fixing women's fractured relationships with each other. 
There's the self-hating women. We talked about all oh, yeah. different kinds of, yeah, like, yeah. all the different terminologies. Yeah. So different different types of women that are pitting themselves against each other and against other women. Not in a way, actually 100% preserving and empowering and enabling the patriarchy to continue to smash women down. Yeah, willing or unwilling accomplices. <laughs> However you want to put it. But the, ne- the next episode was Boys Club, which, which was a bit of a funny one boys club because we got so much feedback on it didn't we and we really had we really had quite a few people who had visceral reactions to our discussion of boys club what boys club culture was most of them are from folks that had not listened to the episode yet they just were reacting to what the title was yeah and so we talked about our personal experiences with boy club in the corporate world yeah we talked about why we needed to be fighting against it but also why from a financial and a future proofing perspective it was really important it was a really important thing to recognize to call out and to and to work against and so then we had the next episode was was clearing the air about boys club and that was pretty much purely anecdotal so we were talking about what had happened the feedback we received what we felt was maybe not communicated well and then how how we felt like we wanted to go forward with them with the following episodes which then became the boardroom part one and two which but what did you think about the clearing the air on the boys club episode like if you had to go back and do it would you have just would you have done that episode or do you think we should have just continued to move forward no i think it was really important to do i think that it was important to say we did this episode hope you listened to it if you didn't here's some feedback that we got we want to talk to you about things that come up for people when they see the term boys club and also when they listen to us discuss boys club and i i think that it's it's easy to put information out there and say this is what we're talking about but it also adds nuance and it adds context and texture to the conversation when you say this is the feedback let's talk about that feedback i think it's really important what do you think well i think that we were we were kind of there in our in our uh, evolution as much as we could evolve in four months but we we kind of were questioning ourselves and like really getting the first spate of negative feedback that we'd gotten. And I think we were both kind of not shocked by it, but just, it just kind of came at us all of a sudden. I mean, since then we've, we've dealt with it a lot, but I think that up until that point, things had been pretty rosy, even though we were talking about hard stuff. So I think our, you know, our following was growing. We were starting to be exposed to more to a larger audience and I don't necessarily think that we need to explain ourselves I was happy to speak through some of the feedback we got but I don't know that a whole episode needs to be dedicated to explaining ourselves I think we're allowed to just say what we say and that's it yeah we are I think in that instance we thought it was important to have the conversation and yeah. I, I think we are always led by how we feel from a gut perspective so, and that's really yeah. important and we felt like that was important to do we felt pulled to do it yeah, that's, and that's good. What's funny to me is that we were pulled to do that explanation and not pulled to do one about the patriarchy, which was equally, if not more, more incendiary than Boys Club. Because yes. when we talked about the patriarchy, we were talking about the real foundational institutional bias that's built into our social construct. It was um, was not. Um, 
That was a hard episode to do. Those were hard episodes to do. And then we, no, just, we went to the I Patriarchy. actually was like, I felt physically ill when we released that, the second Patriarchy episode. I was very worried about it. Oh, well, we had to, we had to talk about women, white women voting for Trump. It was, the statistics yeah. were disgusting. And it was horrific. Little did we know there was more to come. And then we, we talked about the boardroom. And again, the boardroom one and two, there was a lot to say. There was just too much to put into one. So we talked about the glass cliff. We talked about how white women were historically the next best thing, in quotes, to a white man. How you have to change the corporate culture in order to create a really diverse environment instead of just having token hires. Oh, and what, you know, yeah. all of that conversation. There was so much in there. Yeah. You talked about that secret summit where yep. the two women sat through it and it was a it was a man who kind of broke cover on it broke the nda in order to speak about some hideous comments that were made it's very interesting that one so that was that was boardroom one and then boardroom two we, we dove into some topics that we discussed in boardroom one which was mansplaining heat eating and imposter syndrome which i yep. thought was really interesting because we talk we use those terms we don't always know the, the history. We don't always know the origin story of them. And they're all very interesting ideas to discuss. Do you remember any? Oh, and I talked about, <laughs> oh my God, I was just looking at the, one of the references for that one, which was uh, gender brain differences taken from the uh, January 2012 study of sex differences in anterior cingulate cortex activation during oh, Lord. impulse inhibition and behavioral correlates. So, you know, I got a little heavy with the brain chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness oh, gracious. I love it. Do you remember those episodes? They were so long ago, but not. They weren't, but not. <laughs> but not. I mean, I just feel like everything that happened in January, like really has like made my, my mind go to mush. Well, so the, so. Ne- so the next episode after that was the holiday burnout. So it was our second, okay. second of the burnout. Yeah. Is and that's it? when we talked about how so many moms and women mm. were just kind of feeling like this ridiculously silly pressure to make it like the best Christmas ever or oh, best yeah. Hanukkah ever or whatever. Well, best, yeah, best holiday. Holiday ever. ever. More is In better. spite of, yeah, yeah, of course. Making things magical. We kept talking yeah. about that. Making things magical. Oh my God. So we talked about emotional labor, mental load. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. That was on December 21st, Jenny. We're coming right up to the wire there. Wow. Oh, it was a burny, uppy time. And then we went to t- taking up space at the end of December. That was our last one of 2020. Yeah. It was so important to talk about. We talked about women's bodies historically. Yes. Mainly, Ameri- it was based in uh, on American women, but how they sort of expanded and contracted and ultimately contracted over the years, you know. Yeah. And how that relates to our political and social enfranchisement, because there is a link there. It's pretty amazing. Mm. We talked about apologizing, why women do it more than men. That was an interesting conversation. Yeah. I didn't love your study, but that's okay. That's cool. How about NASA's treatment of its female astronauts? Do you remember talking about that with the suits? So they yeah. didn't have the, the right sizes ready? Pretty bad. It was pretty, pretty bad. Pretty bad stuff. It was pretty bad. And then our first episode of 2021 was was an important one. It was one we had wanted to do since the very beginning. That was the systemic racism issue. The introduction issue, because we will obviously continue to come back to systemic racism. 
Yeah, we had hoped to have a guest on for that one and it didn't quite work out. And so I feel like that was kind of systemic racism light because I don't feel like we can adequately. So systemic racism. What was the date on systemic racism? That's the 4th of June. Wow. So two days before. I know. Two days before arguably the whitest event ever. I believe we recorded because the next episode was not all men. Yeah. And I think we recorded either a day or two days after the Capitol Hill insurrection. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't even know what we were calling it yet. I called it a riot at first. Yeah. And then we went on to insurrection. We had quite an intro. There was, there was a lot of, there was a lot of feedback in the sense that people were saying, a lot of people were saying, call them terrorists. And other people were saying, don't use that word terrorist because it has racist connotations to it. It isn't right to continue to use that term. Mm. It's a, it's a conversation that I think is just going to keep going. Really? Yeah. I think that if anything, like the past, not just the past four years, but like just the past events have laid bare, like just how racist not only our world is, but how deeply the systemic racism in the United States runs. And it's so deep. Yeah. Yeah. So not all men, we got some fire too. Oh yeah. But Absolutely. whatever. Absolutely. Because you say not all men. And I think that was the one where for me, when we hit publish, I was a bit like, Ooh, bracing myself for impact. And I don't know that we ever really got the direct impact that I thought we were going to get, but I know that the title, while it has really good numbers now, in the first instance when it came out that first week, and because it's a long episode, amazingly, that is our longest episode. We have a lot to, we have a lot to say. We have a lot to say. It's nearly an hour, so, you know, mm, that was nice. that was a hard one to listen to, and, and admittedly, there, was a lot of pe- there were a lot of people that struggled with that one. And then we did another burnout episode, and I know that we were really like it's a pandemic wall so everywhere we looked people were saying oh my gosh i'm just hitting a wall i'm just hitting a wall we were saying to each other just feel like i'm hitting a wall and bearing in mind this was the middle of january which is statistically the time when most people hit a wall anyway the pandemic was peaking from all the holiday travel as well so it just was like it seemed like the pandemic would never end at that point yeah. And maybe in retrospect, like three years from now, we're going to listen to this and go, well, it never did end. We just learned how to shape our lives around an ongoing pandemic. <laughs> but that one, we talked about the trope of the angry feminist as well, which I really yeah. love. Well, because we were feeling very angry and then we were worried that we were being too angry. Spoiler alert, we're not too angry. No, we're just feeling old things. And then, and then we got to 2020 job loss. Yeah. That. And then that, that post we still can't share as an ad because, God forbid, we talk about the fact that 140,000 jobs were lost in December of 2020 in the United States, and every single one of them was a woman. But we can't talk about it publicly. It's too incendiary. To be fair, we've had quite a few blocks on our post because for some reason, you're not allowed to post, even if it's statistically backed information, you're not allowed to post a lot of stuff like that. So I'm just wondering how like all the QAnon shit gets through, but I mean, whatever, they must have much better connections than us. Um, Fake news! And then we, and then we talked about the myth of the good girl, which I really loved because you told me what a risk bucket was, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Risk bucket. We talked about conservative white Christianity, which kind of triggered you yep. a little bit. You got a little trig. Well, um, and then I was worried about releasing that one. I was worried that we were going to offend some people. But no fucks given, because then we went yep. on to 
self-doubt, which was, I think, our, mm-hmm. our first, like, totally anecdotal session, obviously, other than the clearing the air for the boys club. This was one where yeah. we talked about our own insecurities and anxieties and doubt and how they came out in force when we got that yeah. reaction from a male literary agent. That was a yeah. really, that was a, a deeply fractured time. And then we did the female form, which I really loved. Yeah. I think that was super topical anyway, because it was obviously, we were talking about the Britney documentary, but then yeah. it was a lot about society, sexually sexualization of young girls, sexual yeah. abuse, rape culture. There was so much that we talked about in that. Um, and I mean, also, basically it was another sexual harassment episode. It was, but it was talking about like how dressing for the job you want was never about women. And just that weird sort of quasi, are you in or are you not thing that happens with women in the workplace. Like mm. you worked in an, in a variety of environments where you had to be hyper feminine. And I worked mm-hmm. in environments where I had to be very, I had to present very masculinely in order to be taken seriously. So it was really, it was just a really interesting mix of conversation um, of, of different viewpoints, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we got to our last episode, which was about the pandemic motherhood penalty. We started by talking about, because we recorded on the anniversary of Malcolm X's assassination at the Audubon Ballroom. I refer to it as the Audubon Theater in the episode, which is a huge mistake. Apologies. Oh. Um, and it was also John Lewis's birthday and Nina Simone's birthday that day. So, It was was a big deal. We talked about them. We talked about Gloria Richardson, the lady who pushes the gun away, who we love. And then we talked about... As every good lady should. Oh, yeah. And we just talked about women being chastised for their coping strategies and their organizational Mm -hmm. skills as they try to keep everybody floating in this really perilous time, which Mm -hmm. you felt really drawn to discuss. And I think it was fantastic. Yeah, I still... I mean, I I could do three more episodes on that one because I just... Everything I read, everything I see, like, is making me so frustrated with how we're treating women and moms during this pandemic. Trying to assign blame when it's like, talk to the politicians, talk to the people who were supposed to put structure in place that didn't make everything fall apart. Don't blame the housewife. Don't blame the working woman for her faults. She didn't make this pandemic happen. She didn't make this economic collapse happen. And, and, and you could never have planned for it. Well. Bill Gates. I know. Don't say it. But also, didn't Obama have a playbook as well? I don't know what anyway. he had and what he didn't have. Well, I mean, other than huge amounts of charisma. But <laughs> I would I would okay. say that as far as the first series goes, like there's a lot of really varied topics. I know there has been a specific comment from your partner, Jenny, about what are we, like when are we going to run out of stuff to talk about. And I just want to reassure all of our listeners, there is so much more that we have we haven't spoken about. There are so many things we've only scratched the surface of. We have so many discussions to have that we're really looking forward to having. Series two is going to have so many different, volatile, varied conversations. If you thought you were triggered before, my God. Well, also, (laughs) you know, the new, the new series will kind of coincide with like the launch of our website where we'll be looking to showcase some of our writing in the future and just kind of like getting our thoughts out there kind of beyond the conversations that we're having on the podcast. Cause we really, and all these things and in all of the, and all of the conversations that we're going to have, we're barely going to scratch the surface. Cause these are huge, these are huge systemic issues 
And yeah, yeah, they're so. intrinsic in everything that impacts you on a daily basis because it's yeah. it's part of the world as it has been built around you. And I want to say we've been getting some amazing messages. It's just wonderful to hear from everybody. And it's wonderful to just know that you're listening and maybe you don't agree with everything that we say, but you shouldn't, to be fair. It's a conversation. So just like in conversations between just Jenny and I, when we're talking on the podcast, we don't always agree. I think we probably say agree to disagree more often than not. But the important thing for us, and hopefully the important thing for you, is to hear someone speaking about it, not ignoring it, not acting like it doesn't exist, knowing that it has a place in our culture, in our society. We need to talk about it. We need to raise awareness. Let's not ignore the things that are difficult to look at. We can't just keep looking away. And And that is really important to me. And I know that's really important to you, Jenny. Totally. And that said, like patriarchypod at gmail.com. If you have something we want, you want to talk about, send it on over. We would love to talk about, you know, how you're seeing the workplace shift. Like, I think that's definitely something that we're going to need to talk about in this new zoom only and remote only world. What are, what are the things that you're finding as a new challenge or the same challenge just kind of over, like over a digital platform? How is the workplace changing for you for the better? And how is it getting harder and that kind of stuff? So um, but not just that. We'd love to hear your victories and the things you're struggling with. And we're, we would love to tailor our conversations to what to what you guys want. Yeah, absolutely. And on that, that conversation topic of Zoom and all of that, we have to say that we know that we need to start doing some Instagram lives. We are also on Clubhouse. So we have things coming up for the future. We hope that We'll give everyone fair warning about when we're planning on doing those things. We hope that you can join live conversations. I think that's really exciting to have people's feedback and also to to just get a larger conversation happening. So we're really looking forward to doing that. It, it fills us with fright, <laughs> abject terror, but at the same time, we would love to know in real time what you think. So we're really looking forward to organizing some of those um, yeah. for the very near future so please look out for those if you're on clubhouse like please look out for us jenny and i are on there we have separate accounts accounts <laughs> thank you accounts <laughs> not linked to dear patriarchy but we're going to be doing we're going to be really engaging with the feminist side on there i know that there are some conversations about clubhouse not always being the safest space and we really only want to engage in the parts of clubhouse that are safe for everyone that we speak to, to engage with. So we're going to give it a little try. We're going to see how it works for us. If it doesn't feel like it's a space where everybody feels safe, then we will pull back and we'll try something new, but we want to just give it a try while it's out there and while it's an option. So hopefully you'll join us there. But if not, we'll see you for the first Instagram live, which we're going to plan on doing in the next two weeks time, which is an exciting, exciting thing to do. Right. So there's a lot to look forward to basically. So please share us with your friends and your family members and anyone who you think could benefit from it. Yeah, as always, sharing sorry. helps massively. Sharing helps yeah. a huge amount. Yep, yep, yep. So as always, please and thank you. <laughs> Love, light, and good night. <laughs> Love, light, good night.